0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and today we're going to answer a question. Have you committed the unforgivable sin? Did you even know that there is a sin that the Bible says can never be forgiven? That's right. We're going to answer that. First, thank you so much for listening. Please keep sharing the podcast if it means something to you, if, if you're touched by an episode, if, if it's impacted you in any way, if it's uh, shined a light or brought any kind of transformation or a revelation, because it, if it does it in you, it will do it in others. So please keep sharing and helping us get the word out. Hey, we still have plenty of room uh, for this Overcomers Discipleship School that's coming up. It's an online school. The future ones will be in person. But this is an online school, July 10th through the 14th. It's a Monday through Friday. It's going to be 8 a.m. to noon over uh, Zoom or Skype, which I haven't decided yet. I think it's probably going to be Zoom. And uh, we have almost 30 slots claimed. You can apply today at shanewinnings.com. You can also find out more information, but we're really going to get into identity. We are going to equip you to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to uh, touch on prayer and fasting. I really believe after this five-day intensive, just a couple hours each morning, you are going to leave a bolder, more equipped Christian ready to walk this thing out in a way that you've never done before. You're going to have a fresh fire and a confidence in your faith and in your identity in Jesus Christ. And you're going to have a new confidence and revelation of who He is because it's not about us and how awesome we are. It is about us understanding how awesome He he is. And so uh, please sign up for the school. You can do it at Shanewinnings.com. Finally, guys, we have a, a goal this month. It's May eighth. By the end of the month, let's see, thirty days have September, April, June, and November. All the rest of thirty one. So May has thirty-one days. So for the next twenty-three days, I'm trying to gain twenty-three partners. One a day. We have big goals to reach and we're, we're, we're chipping away at them, but we're not getting there quick enough, and uh, we really do need your help. We've got a lot of things going on. I'm about to fly to uh, Kona, Hawaii to teach at YWAM at the end of the month. That is uh, totally funded by our ministry. We're not, we're not asking or making YWAM pay for me to go out there and teach at a couple different schools. Uh, Overcomers is footing that bill, and so look, we need your help for stuff like that um, because it's not cheap, but... We do believe that God's calling us to go there and, and teach some kids who are getting ready to go to the Middle East and uh, some other schools. So we're very excited. Look, all we're asking is this month, one person a day, would you commit to our ministry to give a dollar a day or $30 a month? If you're interested and you love what we're doing, and maybe you're not tithing anywhere or you're not sowing into anyone, or maybe, you know, you can, you, uh, you split your tithe. Some people tie to the church and they also give half to missionaries or whoever. Whoever it is, whether it's me or someone else, make sure that you're sowing into people who are out there um, you know trying to spread God's word, you know, out in the public places. So, if you need somewhere to sow, would you pray about considering sowing into our ministry? It would mean a lot. This is going to go directly to our ministry fund to help me uh, travel around the the globe even. Um, to bring the gospel and to teach and equip the body of Christ. Again, we're looking for one partner a day for the month of May to give a dollar a day. If you want to sign up for a $30 a month commitment, just go to shanewinnings.com and you can uh, sign up to become a monthly donor. And then you'll get access to our monthly donor Zoom, which I'm really excited about. We had a good time at the last one. Okay, guys, thank you for that. Above everything, just be praying for us. We've got so much happening now. We have another baby coming, so we're we're just so excited, and uh, I'm blessed. And I want to make a quick announcement. I haven't announced this yet, so you'll be the first to hear. But I'm going to be in a movie. Uh, if you've seen "Come Out in Jesus' Name," it was it's an incredible documentary about deliverance, and some of my uh, good friends and mentors are in there. And one of them. Uh, has invited me to be in a movie that he is doing. And I believe the people who produce The Chosen are the ones producing this movie. It's about revival. It's going to be incredible. And I'm flying up to New York City in two weeks to film. And so uh, there's just a lot happening, guys. And uh, we just appreciate your prayers and your, your sewing into us and just everything you do because I never would have thought three years ago just making TikToks that this is where we'd be. But here we are, and we're just doing our best to steward it. Amen. I uh, apologize for the long intro, but there, there's there's even more that I want to share, but I just I don't want to I don't want to belabor this. So, yeah, here we go. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Here is what the Bible says. We're out of Matthew twelve, verse thirty-one. These are Jesus's words. Now, this is coming on the heels of uh, the Pharisees claiming Um, in asserting that Jesus is driving demons out with the help of demons. And he says, you know, a house divided against itself can't stand. How could Satan cast out Satan? And then he goes to say this, Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Now this is a this is a big statement because there are people that are terrified that they have committed this sin because at one point or another they took God's name or Jesus' name in vain or they, they cussed towards God or the Holy Spirit, or they they slandered, or they, you know, whatever. They they said that they hated God, they wished God was dead, they wished the Holy Spirit went whatever. They said something, and they think, because of the wording here that they have committed, or maybe you have committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you that you have not committed this sin. Here's how I know. And I'm going to say this, and then we're going to break it down. Unless you are dead, you cannot commit this sin. Okay? Now, there is a second way that you could commit this sin and not be dead, and that is called being beyond the point of repentance, which the Bible talks about. You can harden yourself so much that you're beyond the point of repentance. You can never repent again because you have hardened your heart, just like Pharaoh hardened his own heart. So God handed him over to that hard heart. So, Here's two ways that you can know you've committed the sin. One, you're dead, and that doesn't apply to you because you're listening. And listen, I'm not trying to uh, insult anyone. I literally would get hundreds and hundreds of messages even after I made a video about this of people saying, but I think I did it. So I have to make this like so plain. So number one, are you dead? Ask yourself, am I dead? No? Okay, so I haven't committed it in that way. Number two, You would have to not care about God at all. If you are listening to this and you do not care about God, you don't care about how he feels or what he thinks, you don't care about his word, you don't care about his laws or his commands, you don't care if you've sinned against him, if that's you, you are in danger of committing this sin. Now, if you're listening and you're like, Shane, I don't feel that way. I would never want to to sin against God. I would never want to, to say these things to God. Or if I do mess up, I really do care. I do want to follow God's law. I do care if I mess up. If that's you, you are not too hardened. You haven't hardened your heart towards God, and that means that you haven't committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Listen, the people that commit this sin have died rejecting God or they are still alive, but they have rejected God so much and hardened themselves so much that the Bible says they can never repent again. Now, we don't know who these people are, and that's why we never give up on anyone, because God doesn't give up on someone until their last breath, and, or until they say, you know, for the millionth time, however many times it is, I don't know, but I know in the position of Pharaoh God finally gave him over to his own desires, which was to reject him. Same in Romans 1. It talks about this. God gives people over to a debased mind. He lets them do whatever they want. God is a good father, and he's not going to uh, keep you as as a slave or something like that. If you don't want to follow God, he's not going to make you. But you will pay for your own sin, which is eternal torment and separation from God. So I'm saying all of this because... If you're listening to this and you you do care about God and you want to be closer to Him, you have not committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. If you've ever cussed against God or you've taken His name in vain or whatever, that is, that is a regular sin. doesn't mean it's fine to do or anything, but that is not an unforgivable sin. It is forgivable. Just like murder is a heinous, horrible thing. But the Bible makes it clear that you could take someone's life, but you could be forgiven of that sin because all sins can be forgiven. David was someone after God's own heart. He was an incredible leader, a king. He wrote the Psalms like David was an amazing man of God. He was guilty of murder and adultery and deception and all these horrible things. He was conniving. He was manipulating. He was an awful, awful uh, person for a time, and he was forgiven. Let me encourage you that if you've said something bad about God, It is not unforgivable, so please remove that burden because what happens is if you believe you can't be forgiven, then you will live as though you're not forgiven, and you will backslide. You will fall into cycles of sin, or you'll stay in a place of shame, guilt, condemnation, and you'll think it's too late for you, so what's the use? Come on, get yourself out of that pit with truth. You have not committed this sin. Now, I found this online. I like this little uh, kind of passage here. Here's what it says. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is conscious and hardened opposition to the truth, because the Spirit is truth. This is what 1 John 5, 6 says. Conscious and hardened resistance to the truth leads man away from humility and repentance, and without repentance there can be no forgiveness. Now, I wrote this down, a couple things about the Holy Spirit, because people will say this, well, that's not what it means, you know, know, it was only because of Jesus, and they... Okay. Let's let's look at what the Bible says. The Spirit's job is to lead us into all truth. John 16:13. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Romans 8 says this multiple times. The Holy Spirit convicts of sin and righteousness. John 16:8 says this. The Holy Spirit draws you to the Father. John 6:44 says that no one can come to the Father unless they are drawn by the Spirit. This is why blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is another way of saying rejection of the Holy Spirit. And why is that unforgivable? Because rejection of the Holy Spirit is rejection of God, because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. If you reject God, you reject His free gift of salvation, and that is the only sin that can't be forgiven. Do you understand? Jesus paid for every sin on the cross. All of them. The Bible says he took the sins of the whole world upon himself. And John 3.36 tells us that whoever believes in the Son has life, but whoever does not believe in the Son does not have life. The only sin that can't be forgiven is unbelief in Jesus Christ. That means if you die in a place of saying, I don't need God, I don't want God, I don't," sin is a man-made construct, and blah, 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 and religion, I don't need any of that. If you die in that place, you have committed the one sin that can never be forgiven. Why? Because you're dead, and it's too late, and you can't repent, because your life is gone now, and you are now facing the judgment, and you will be judged for not believing in God. Jesus represents the Father. Being rejected is them rejecting God. This is what we see in Matthew 12. Jesus came representing the Father and doing works by the power of His Spirit. When the Pharisees rejected Jesus, they thought that they were, you know... There's a couple things here. There's people who... Uh, believed he was a blasphemer, and there's people that called him a blasphemer because they had pride, and Jesus' ministry was amazing, and theirs wasn't, and he was calling them out on their, uh, you know, fakeness, to say it in the least. And so out of pride, they called him a blasphemer, and they ultimately killed him because Jesus was making him look bad. But as they rejected Jesus, they were actually, and they didn't know this, but they were rejecting the one that they had studied so much about. You know, because they had the Torah memorized. They knew all the things. They didn't receive his son. They killed him. And so Jesus is making a point here. He's saying, guys, you're not just rejecting me. You are committing a sin that can't be forgiven because I represent the Father. And if you're rejecting me, you think you're killing me, but you're actually rejecting God because I am God. I'm the Son of God. I am God. You're you're rejecting me. You're rejecting your only chance at salvation. Now, Jesus doesn't walk the earth anymore. But that doesn't mean that blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is only reserved for Jesus in Matthew 12 when he was on the earth. Because again, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. It's the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Romans 8 talks about that. We read through all of the things of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what draws people to the Father. So if you reject the Holy Spirit, you are rejecting the Father because he's trying to draw you. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is to say, I don't need you, when in fact, without him, we're destined for eternal torment and our sins will never be forgiven. The Holy Spirit says, you've sinned and you need Jesus Christ. Blasphemy says, no, I haven't, and no, I don't. Blasphemy is not simply a curse against God. If you're hearing this, you haven't committed this sin. Please hear me. You have to either harden yourself to a place where you don't care, or you have to die in a place of rejecting God. If you're listening to this and you you feel even hardened a little bit, all you have to do is say, God, please tenderize my heart. I feel it growing cold. I feel it growing hard. It could be because of the issues of life and the things that have happened and the trials you've gone through and the loss that you've suffered and whatever. You feel that heart growing cold and calloused. You feel, feel your, your faith being shipwrecked, your conscience being seared. Say, God, please tenderize me. Don't let me grow cold. Don't let me get hard in my heart. I never want to have a hard heart towards you. Even if you have to say this by faith, say, God, please keep me tender. Keep me soft. Don't let me harden myself. I don't want to be handed over to my own sin. I want to follow you. I don't want to be handed over to follow the way that I think is right, the way that seems right to a man. The Bible says that way ends in death. Don't reject God. You see, Jesus didn't just hear the words of the Pharisees saying that he was a devil, casting out devils with devils. He saw the condition of their heart, and he let them know Guys, by you rejecting me, you are rejecting the Father, and that is your only chance at salvation. You're not going to, uh, you're not going to receive salvation because of your works or because of anything else. I am your way to salvation, and if you reject me, you reject eternal life. Now, can you repent of your sins? Of course, atheists do it all the time. People who have hated God. Paul killed Christians. And yet God used him mightily. God doesn't give up on you. So don't die having rejected God your whole life because you can't save yourself. This is a call to repent and be born again and understand that the Holy Spirit is the one who comes to testify and to convict and to draw. When he comes to you, do not harden yourself to his voice. Do not reject him, but instead, Submit and yield yourself. Surrender to Him fully and obey. When you do this, you will constantly be in a place of submission to the Lord and you will begin to walk further and further away from ever wanting to deny Him. I can tell you that I'm in a place in my life where I do not want to sin. I would rather die than sin. And I heard my friend Isaiah Saldivar say this, and it was so powerful um, he said, why don't we live as if your next sin could be your last? Remember that in the New Testament, after Jesus had already resurrected, Ananias and Sapphira died because they lied. And it was made known that they weren't just lying to man, but to the Holy Spirit. We need to have a reverence of God where we, we don't just boldly and arrogantly um, think that we can kind of compromise or live however we want because, well, there's forgiveness, there's grace. That's manipulative, that's abusive, abusing grace, that is perverted and twisted. We are called to live soberly, righteously, and godly. Philippians 1 calls us to live and conduct ourselves worthy of the gospel of Christ, and I'm telling you that if this is your motive and your aim and your goal, Your heart will stay tender. You will care about the things and the laws and the commands of God, and you will not find yourself rejecting the one that you are trying to actively pursue and live honorably for. Amen? Come on, don't even be worried about committing blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Just live for Jesus and ask Him to constantly keep your heart tender, and He will do it. Amen? Hey, listen, I hope this helped. If it did, please... Share it with someone because this is one of my most asked about topics. I used to do so many videos on TikTok about this. They would go viral and people would still ask me questions. So I did a podcast finally. I hope that brings more uh, light to this topic and explains it better. Listen, we're dropping four more episodes this week, four brand new episodes. So if you haven't already, subscribe, hit that follow button. Click the bell or turn on notifications, however you have to do it. I love it because when I have a podcast that I like to follow, when they upload a new episode, I get the notification, and it's like, oh, awesome, I can't wait to listen to this. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe, follow, and turn on notifications so that when I post all week, you're getting updated and you can listen in. Amen? All right, check it out. I have a new book available for pre-order. I'm super excited. I'm going to show you right now. The cover of it if you are on YouTube and watching this video podcast. It's called Your Next Leap of Faith. It is going to encourage and inspire you to live a life of boldness for Jesus. You can pre-order it on my website. Go to shanewinnings.com. It will be right there on the front page, so please do that. It's coming out this fall. I'm very excited, and uh, we will see you tomorrow, guys.